0: three two one all right hey how you doing minor details episode i lost count i'm gonna make a
1: guess. 22 this is your host colonel chimp and um second in line marcus
0: so today we're going to we
1: talking about today
0: it's going to be a continuation of um could you give a brief synopsis of what the last episode was about
1: so the last episode was just me breaking down uh star wars knights of the old republic 2 the story the themes the concept environments the planets and the npcs just trying to cover the whole basis in a short an night uh analyst sense i guess and um just more concentrated on the themes and the concepts of what was going on with the story and how that reflected the gameplay and all that beautiful mess.
0: Yeah, and it was a pretty good episode. I mean, yeah. I, I definitely felt like I knew a lot more about the game without even playing it. Yeah,
1: without playing it. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I did spoil a lot of things, but again, it's an older game. Uh, the remake is in development, so... I just wanted to reiterate the importance of the story behind it right, right, right. so I'm going to try to do the same with what's a your game? game called Radiant Historia?: I never heard of it. i mean i heard, I, I I' seen you shown me it, but yes. I've never like in a sense of like uh commercialism, uh advertising never never seen it: It was one of those sleeper hits. It really was Sleeper hits. Yeah, it was totally under the radar,
0: but it was a fantastic game. It was really well done.
1: Q in um, Frank West from Dead Rising. Fantastic. (laughs) I'm
0: going to kind of do the same approach as you. Uh, um, I'm going to focus more on a central theme and a couple of sub-themes around it, and then I'll talk about how my thesis is basically this is the driving force, Behind the main story and the characters, their motivations, the actual environment, and this is what the writers were actually thinking about. Whoever wrote the story for the game, they were definitely influenced by the ideas. I'm gonna say.
1: It's- so, so just a quick reiteration. So you're gonna do, you're gonna cover story A, and you're gonna cover some of the B points, like some of the story B points for the overarching story. I'll talk,
0: I'll talk uh, about like yeah, like like the overarching story, and then I'll I'll talk about the themes and how they relate with that story and some of the characters. Okay, it's a, I mean it's an RPG, it's a story driven RPG. Yeah. So I'm not going to get all into the story. Like I can very easily spoil a lot, but I don't want to do that. Yeah. So I may be limited in some examples. I could definitely go a lot deeper, but I, I don't want to do that. And um, anyway. So radiant historia. This came out on the Nintendo D DTS.
1: DTS, <laughs> DDT, ladies and gentlemen. That's a wrestling move. I know. Degeneration. <laughs> <laughs> mm,
0: mm. But DDT was somebody else. Oh. Uh, um. Who was it? Um. Uh, uh. The Dudley Boys. I can't remember their names.
1: I thought that was just a wrestling move.
0: Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so Radiant Historia came out on the Nintendo DS uh, back in 2010 in Japan, 2011 here in the States. And I think I played it um, a little bit after it came out, probably like 2012. I don't know how I found out about it. Actually, it was developed by Atlas. That's how I found out about
1: it. Oh, I like Atlas. They make some pretty solid games.
0: Yes, and I think that was one of the main reasons why I picked it up. And it looked cool. Just a quick question. Have you beaten the game completely? Yes. Okay. I beat it a decade ago.
1: Oh, Okay, all right.
0: <laughs> um so it came so it was developed by Atlas and Headlock, I guess a smaller studio and uh, published by Atlas. Published. But a remake came out uh titled Radiant Historia of Perfect Chronology back in 2018 2019 in the US. That one I'm replaying now, I'm very slowly. And the remake is really cool because they've they've changed up the art style a little bit. They made it a little more like a cleaner anime look um on just the character designs the game basically looks the same just you know a little more upgraded they sharpen stuff up but like um on like the, the the character artwork for like official stuff yeah a lot of characters are a little more like be shown in more like oh so pretty but um, my favorite part is that they added full on voice acting and i've mentioned before i love good voice acting and they do a really good job here in fact i'll play a speech a, a later in the episode from one of the, like, main parts. Uh, and Perfect Chronology also adds a little bit of story to it. Um, it doesn't change the story too much. It just adds a, a character or two and just kind of expands on the story. But the main story is still itself.
1: Hmm.
0: So it's um, I'm mostly going to be talking about the original Radiant Historia. And this is essentially a tri A, tri- a, time- a triangle?
1: <laughs> It's a time traveling RPG. Right? Oh, okay, all right. So there's time okay. travel elements.
0: The whole game is based nice. on time travel, absolutely. So, I mean, it's not so much in the Chrono Trigger sense where it's kind of like one central timeline and you're just going back and forth. Uh, this one, you have your what they call like the standard history and then the alternate history, and you kind of have to go between the two different timelines, basically. You can't go freely anywhere in time. You can go only go to certain decision points where where you've made a decision, and okay, and and that decision obviously changes what happens.
1: So, just a quick summarization. So, the the only points you can interfere or go in is these decision making moments. Yes, they're called nodes. Nodes. Time nodes. Time Time nodes. nodes. Time nodes.
0: So there's two main timelines you kind of go between, and it's, it's kind of set up so, you know, you go in one timeline, you do something, everyone dies, and you're like, fuck, I gotta go back. And then you gotta make a different decision, and then somehow, you know, um, you're able to advance forward in the story, but then something also blocks your way, so you have to go to the other timeline. You kind of gotta go back and forth a lot.
1: Yeah, it kind of sounds like you're seesaw between a bunch of timelines.
0: Yeah, and then there's also the side quest timelines. So, I mean, it sounds like, especially with a story-driven um, game, it sounds like it could be very confusing and very um, just like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? But thankfully, it's not it's not like that. They definitely set it up so it's it's very manageable, very fallible. And remember, okay. this, is the, this is the DS, so you had one screen for what you're playing and then
1: the other screen... Um, is like inventory,
0: exactly yeah. inventory. But they also have like laid out like the different stories going on, so you know where you're going. You're not really lost.
1: Quick question: In this world, is there magic? Yes. Okay.
0: For sure, I'm definitely gonna talk about that.
1: <clears throat> so, what's the first part?
0: So, real fast, um, I want to talk a little bit about the um, the gameplay Game before play. I get because okay. the, the, the main crux of my um, uh, of conversation is gonna be story. So, I do yeah. want to talk a little bit about the gameplay. Yeah. It's an RPG, so it's RPG-style battles. Is it turn-based? It is turn-based, but it's a little different. They change the battle system just enough to make it interesting and not your typical AAAA. So you're... I mean, you could have, like, many people in your party, but you're confined to three people. One, two, three. You guys are in a fixed space. All right, one, two, three. Now, the enemies are going to have a three-by-three area they can move around so it's like um you could imagine like one row the front row the middle row the back row and then there's also columns the left column the right column and the middle column
1: so it's a grid system
0: just for the enemy just for the enemy you're stuck to your spaces okay so it makes it interesting in certain ways because the enemy can move around per turn and they could also set up things where, like, um, a, a mage could put, like, this, um, this specific square is a healing square. So if you're standing there, you get healed every turn. Or they set it up where um, the, the middle column is, like, um, this, like, buff. So if they, get, if, if they manage to put three enemies in the middle column, then they're, like, you know, uh, OP. Okay. So they have an advantage that you don't have. But, of course, you have advantages that they don't have. Uh, one of the main things it's it's this, this, this I think what attracted me about it it's kind of like a fighting game where you have to set up combos. Your mm. um, your team can actually move where the enemies are. So like let's say you like you have like five six different people on, on the field. Um, I could have my first guy punch this guy to the right, ah, uh, and then he, and then he gets hit into the other guy, and as I, as as long as I follow it up with a combo, I could keep knocking them to in, into each other. And like follow follow up with like a push to the back, and then now it's like three people on the same grid. And then my last dude comes in and does like a fire spell or just like a huge,
1: you know, like attack. So this is all pre-planned, or is this at the moment? Do you have to make these? It's pre-planned. So pre-planned. Okay. This is the other interesting
0: thing because um, this game, like we're saying, it's time traveling. It's really based in. Um, you basically control time in a way. So there's like time control. Yeah, because I mean, you're going like you're going between time so that's time magic essentially so they kind of add that element into, into into the into the battle system because right from the start you see who's going so like it's it's already set like my dude then my other dude then my other dude then the enemy and it's it's predetermined due to like you know, like your speed. So, like if you have a higher speed stat, you're going to go first. If you have a lower speed stat, you're going to go second.
1: Oh, okay. So that's yeah, that's pretty standard RPG stat stuff, right? But where does the time but stuff come in? Yeah, you could change who goes next. So
0: if I um if I wanted to set up a certain combo, because you know that the combo can't be um it cannot be interrupted. It has to be, you know, one after another. Mm-hmm. So I could decide to go um I. I could decide to give up my turn and let the enemy go first, so then I could set up a, a combo that I would otherwise be unable to do. Okay. So it's kind of interesting. Interesting. You can like you could. Um, it gives that an element of strategy where you could set up who goes where and and the uh, the longer your your combo is, uh, the, the more damage you do. You actually get more loot and 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 and
1: whatnot. Where did the time magic come in again? What can you do? You could like, well, you're manipul- stop your own time or
0: well you're manipulating who goes first oh so that's
1: in the lore sense that's your characters going forward in time in a way i mean it's not really explained like that but it's like uh, imagine like the
0: like um like in in magic the gathering the 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 stack you know this spell goes first and
1: this spell then this spell this spell okay
0: i could choose to say hey this spell i'm actually going to put this first like you're freely
1: controlling who goes Okay, so that's just that's just not related to the time stuff. That's just you picking who could go first and not.
0: Yeah, it's not explained. Okay. It's it's not explained in the sense that you're using time, but when you think about it, it's it's very related to like as I explained the game how it work um how how the lore is. Yeah, it makes sense that that's what
1: I'm trying to connect together. Like um, is that the time magic affecting your move your decision to make different people or like put them ahead of other people but maybe i haven't played the game so maybe i'm just looking too much into it
0: yeah i mean either way i just wanted to just just talk about the the, the battle system and it's fun it, to me it's, it's it's like a fighting game where
1: you're sending up combos yeah.
0: and it just keeps it interesting
1: something that kind of sounds familiar again i haven't played it it kind of sounds to me almost like this game called valkyrie profile i used to play a while back where it had the Kind of like almost the same uh, sense of like having like a set of moves to do and then it's out of your hands and then it just activates it.
0: So I'm going to be playing some music, uh, by the way, of, uh, if, if you listen to our town music, this is, um, all by Yoko Shimamura. Mm-hmm. She did uh, a lot of Xeno music. She did uh, super Mario RPG. Yeah. Um, uh, some tales games, if I'm not mistaken. So I'll be playing some, uh, uh, some songs throughout. And I mean, I think i want to start getting into the story now.
1: Okay. It will be interesting. I would like to hear about this, especially, Something has to do with time manipulation. I've always been interested in stories like those
0: so to start off um we're let's talk about like like the main two superpowers in this on this continent of of Vancouver. You have Alistair. that you're a part of Alistair. and Alistair is a this theocratic militar militaristic
1: it's a military dictatorship basically empire got it. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. No, but... I mean
0: they're basically an empire, yeah. but but um, it's it's mostly it's controlled. It's controlled. It's uh, they have the prophet Noah, the 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 the, the one who speaks to God.
1: And oh, so it's like uh, what's it called? The the theological or theology? Militar- theocratic. Theocr- exactly. yeah, theocratic, yeah, theocratic, yeah, military, yes, theocracy, theocracy, yeah, that, which is scary. I would imagine that would be a scary place to live as a regular person maybe not i don't know maybe the empire was a pretty good chill place to live <laughs> they brought order and chaos bro
0: <laughs> but the interesting is here is that um the prophet noah he's old he's frail and he's not seen in public much anymore so really oh yeah so um so you have the general hugo who really speaks in in, in his steed and in his, stead. in his stead yeah and he you know he, of course he takes advantage there uh, he's basically the de facto ruler, he, he, even though he's speaking for the prophet Noah. He's the one calling the shots.
1: Okay, so this is kind of like um, a Vatican City type of thing, where if they just got military control, there's like a pope, but he's like the top of the line, right? Right. If the yeah, if the Vatican
0: City, you know, had an army behind it,
1: yeah, yeah, so like a real one.
0: The main general w- would really be the one calling the shots, and that yeah. is our our general Hugo. So you are um, this character named Stuck. Stock, stock, stock. Yeah, weird Stonks. name. Stonks. <laughs> and um, and you're a part of the military. In fact, you just joined um, special intelligence.
1: Ooh, yeah. But, got like a nice position. Is that a good position?
0: Yes and no. <laughs>
1: okay, all right, awesome. I mean,
0: you know, you're basically a, a spy in a way. You know, you, I think that's cool. But um, and then you have um. Opposite of that, the other su- superpower is Granork, which used to Grand be this huge empire, but now it's not as the, the size it was. But that's basically a fascist monarchy. Jesus uh, Christ! It, it has its you know it's it's king and queen, but actually they're all dead. Um, <laughs> the queen is goddamn. Queen is the last one left, and 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 her and her uh, stepdaughter, the princess. She she's your typical. Um, typical monarch that's covered in 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 the grandeur of, of the position you know like you have all the um all the worldly pressures and she doesn't really care about the people in fact the whole kingdom is just in
1: fucking squalor oh that's funny that's kind of like um before the the french um revolution it's like when um the french nobles were just living off the backs of the workers
0: yeah and she wasn't even a noble to begin with um uh. Uh, when the princesses, uh, when the true queen died, I guess you could call her, uh, her father, the king, remarried and chose some, um some commoner. Oh, there we
1: go. <laughs> so she's a like a little bit of drama in so the family. She's like,
0: I'm living it up. I'm good. But who's really controlling is really um her like her second in command. Um, these two, um, uh, there's the high colonel Diaz, and it's a guy named um Count Selvin, and they're basically the ones really calling the shots. All right. But they manipulate her, they know how she is, and they take advantage of that, and they're really the ones controlling everything. And so it's a giant war between Granorg and Alistair. You're Alistair, and Granorg is the quote-unquote enemy.
1: I just want to say something real quick. This kind of sounds like a little bit of like actual history because there was a point where the Pope was like the antithesis of power and did command like armies.
0: Yeah, the uh, the Holy Roman Empire. And,
1: and then... At one point there was three different Popes. Yeah, and then <laughs> there was one point where Henry VIII decided to make his own Protestant church and then declared himself the religious leader. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's very... This kind of reflects real life a bit, just a bit, you know?
0: Yeah, that's, that's probably what also attracted me... Um just, I was a history minor, so I definitely enjoyed learning about that stuff. So, this was cool to like play. Yeah. It's kind
1: of like. If you're in the mindset, it's all this drama and all the like. That's my favorite thing about like the kings and stuff is the drama behind it. But, anyways, continue.
0: So, in this world, there's, there, there's, there's more people. Um, I'll talk about them more, but there's just the two main superpowers. That, uh, we're all humans, by the way. Okay. And then the rest are beast
1: kind. Okay, so you got different race of people.
0: Yeah, you have um, this this race, which is like a goat-like race. They're called um, Satrios. What happened? Oh, huh. I thought the dog farted. Good thing Duncan isn't in here. He's been farting all week, and it's been so bad. Ew. Yeah, <laughs> pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, um, so you have a race of like goat-like people who are very in tune with the earth. And then you have this other race of these simian, these like monkey-like creatures who are like are in tune with their chi, and they're like they're like Hmm. we don't use weapons, we just kick ass because we're just good at it, you know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you got like uh, East Asian influence and like kind of like um, what's the other one? Druid, um, old Germanic druid s people. I would imagine.
0: Well, one of the main influences here is definitely going to be um hellenistic culture like um ancient greek philosophy uh which is definitely i would say related with um or later influences the um germanic druids what is what was it called Um, druids not druids but um
1: Uh,
0: lore like lore like oh
1: the lore behind all those stories and stuff but all right, so you got like yeah the East Asian influence, the dramatic s influence. I imagine both these do they are they both self contained? Do they each own piece of a land and they just don't fuck with them, or is that later in the story they get involved?
0: I mean, one of the main things is main themes is that everything is tied together. Okay. So this is a, you asked earlier if there was magic. Yeah. So it's called yeah. it's called mana m- mana mana and um th- this is a world where mana is the, is 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 a life force of everything okay and there is and the world is slowly turning into desert and oh. for us and 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 for us you know like there's like there's life in the desert but in in, in this world desert is basically the absence of mana like there's no life there like so in oh. other words the 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 um the world is going to destruction
1: that's interesting so it's kind of of like a play of like um taking resources or like you know extracting resources causing harm to the planet
0: yeah there's definitely a theme of environmentalism uh throughout the story very complex so so far so so, so even though everyone kind of like stays away from each other they have to interact because that's why the two main superpowers uh, i would say are really at war because it's, it's for resources for mana yeah, or his yeah.
1: other resources too. Well, if yeah, if the like world is,
0: is going to shit, you're gonna have less land. You're gonna have yeah, less resources. Sense. You know, so it's really it's 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 a power struggle.
1: Yeah, it's like a literal like um, what's it called? It's like um, it's like uh the the fuse on a bomb, and everyone's fighting over like just the surface level stuff.
0: Yeah, right. So you are your main character. Um, you're called Stock. S T O C K E Stock. Excuse me. which when i first played this game there was no voice acting so i, I, I looked at the name um s-t-o-c-k-e um, i'm like is that stoke or stock nah, Stoke Stoke sounds better that's what i said because yeah. stock sounds weird so i just call him stoke
1: stoke yeah stoke man
0: <laughs> it turns out it's actually stock <laughs> stock
1: <laughs> such a weird name for a hero i'm sorry stock
0: <laughs> and stoke to me always sounded like the word stoic yeah, and it's interesting that I made that connection because it's actually very, very pertinent to the whole thing. Um, anyway, so like I said, you recently joined Special Intelligence. Um, you have a new boss, some weird guy, some weird old guy. Oh, right. Kind of treats you like a son. Oh, mentor. Yeah, in a way. And you just get assigned these two. Uh, real fast, I'm just gonna explain like the story how it starts off, and then I- I'll get into more. Um, so you. You were just assigned these two new subordinates, uh, Rainy and Marco, and you have a, a mission. You got to go um, intercept a spy who, who who's coming. He he has intel about the enemy, and you have to make sure he he gets back. Mm. And a weird thing that happens is that your boss, his name is Heist, he gives you this white book where there's the, all the pages are blank, and you're like, "What the fuck?" And he's like, "Just just keep it." you might find it useful. Okay. And yeah, so you go off, you got your, your, your your new team. And you finally meet up with the, the, the spy. It's he's being chased by the enemy. The enemy's everywhere. It looks like they're starting to attack. So you're like, Oh shit. And you find the spy and you, and you're thinking, okay, we have to get him back to safety because we have some good intel about what's about to happen. Long story short, he gets killed, and then Butter. yeah, and then you're like, okay, fuck. Uh, there's people to the north, people to the south, people to the west. So what do we do? You decide to go to the north. You end up running into one of the main generals, and um, your team is like, oh, go on. You have to get back to Alistair. Of course, they get killed, and you're stuck on a bridge. You're like, fuck. So you just jump off the bridge.
1: Essentially, you die. Like, everyone dies. <laughs> okay, so this is an operation gone bad. Is yes. this where he discovers the time manipulation? He wakes up in this
0: weird place where there's like, it kind of looks like heaven, but there's stairs everywhere. And there's these two twins, uh, uh, um, a boy and a girl, T.O. and Lipti. Tail, I guess his name is. Tail? Yeah. Okay. T.E.O. Tail. T.O. Tail, whatever. And basically, they tell you that. They don't tell you much throughout the whole game. Like you continuously meet them and um they kind of just like tell you that um that book you have is called The White Chronicle and you're able actually to go back into time. You died because you went north, go back and change that. And and uh keep that book, don't tell anybody about it. But you're gonna be able to like They end up um later they end up telling you that um that they have seen the destruction of the world hundreds of times over. Um, they keep going back into time to try to figure out how to save the world, but they can't. And, you know, like typical he- hero story. Yeah. They think you may be the one. You, you may- gotta do it, bro. You're the true owner of the of, of the White Chronicle. And yeah, so, um, sure enough, you go back into time. You go south instead of north. You end up surviving. Um, and you get back to Alistair. You get um, uh, you get the, the, um, the intel to the general. And then they stave off being defeated by groundwork, So now the story continues. Now, since you were able to go back into time and change what happened, realize what decision was bad, you could change that.
1: So your character dies, sees these two entities, essentially, right? Because um, do they take human form? Like yeah. A form? So we, uh, I'm just assuming maybe they're just taking that form. Maybe that's not actually them or something, but... Uh, I mean, this is me just already guessing what you got to say, but, you know, you got me interested so far. So I'm thinking about it, what you've been talking about. And it seems like the main MacGuffin, the the book uh, first seems like it's going to be like the main MacGuffin, essentially. But oh, yeah. the interesting thing is when you said at the beginning, when the guy gives him the book and says, don't worry about it, because um, first of all, that might seem like your regular fucking trope. Right. But personally, I I love that shit. I love that type of shit. Like, honestly, I like it when they give you something like that in any game. And then you slowly discover what the true meaning behind this object is. Yeah. Of course, it's a MacGuffin, right? It's basically an item that keep that that starts the story or is like the big initiator of the great tale. The catalyst. Yes, the catalyst. But, you know, I, I like that type of stuff. It's very mysterious. I like mysterious stuff. Well, spoiler alert
0: your boss ends up being the final boss
1: oh yeah yeah (laughs) i was i was feeling something like that too because he was seems like a big boss type of thing you know like the um sending in the initiate to die or whatever and discover his abilities and that will that's like in his plan or something i would imagine
0: yeah he's constantly trying to control you um and that's gonna be one of the themes I'll, i'll touch on is control like people are either trying to control nature or kind or trying to control others. Yeah. But um anyway, so just to just to cut it short, so this place you went to is called Historia and it was created by this time magic called flux flux capacitor. <laughs> the flux capacitor <laughs> exactly. And 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 basically it's this is all tied to the destruction of of the of of the world the desertification mana being pulled from the earth and uh, from, you know, this world. And you're the only one who is going to be able to figure out the right, the true path, the right path, because you have to constantly go between the timelines and find out what the right decisions are each time. And so
1: there really is one true path. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the quest that's given to you by the two, right? Right. Those two beings. And so
0: now I really have to talk about one of the main things is going to be, um, I would say is the driving force behind all this is, um, stoicism. Uh, let's talk about the word stoic and how it relates to your character's stock. Yeah. So the, um, the way the word is used in the modern sense now, stoic means like reserved, serious, not showing any emotion. That's the key part. Like yeah. not showing emotion, holding, withholding emotion. Yeah. If I were to use it in a sentence, you would say about someone who is like at war or something, he advanced on the battlefield with a stoic indifference to the stench of death. Yeah. You know, like not reacting to like the pain and the the anguish. Yeah, yeah. Or you could say, my father often carried himself with a stoic demeanor, never showing any emotion, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. But that's just what the word means now. But I would imagine in the uh, story, it's kind of relevant because, I mean, you are raised essentially in a military organization, right? Like a military-esque government. There's a, I don't want to spoil it, but yes and no. Okay. Do people have freedoms? Like, do they have rights in this world? Or is it like,
0: well, okay, so I'm going to explain it. Like, basically, like, like, this is a very deterministic world. Okay, where everything is this or that, and there's I, no gray area. Yes and no. Okay, well, okay. So let's talk about stoicism. So, so stoicism is an ancient Greek f- philosophy. Um, it's very similar to other ones um, like cynicism, but this was. Basically started by this guy named uh, Zeno of, 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 of Citium or Kitium back in like 300 BCE Athens. So it's very, very old. Yep. And the idea is that you, uh, to live a virtuous life, because, you know, if you want to live a good life. To live a, a, a virtuous life, one must try to be good. So what, what does good mean? Good only comes from the state of the soul, which is wisdom and, like, and self-control. So those are, are 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 two of the main things, and and wisdom. So what is wisdom? So knowledge can be obtained through reason, like you have to use reason and and logic to figure out the world and figure out you know like figure out your environment. Right. Yeah. You don't want to give in to um to vice, to um bad emotions, greed, anguish, you know suffering. Put that all away. Don't let that control your your remote, um, uh, uh, your decision making. You want to f- use
1: reason and logic. Hey, this sounds familiar, Jedi Code.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: I mean you know this is this. These are not new ideas. Yeah, but... they're, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: no, but that's the that's the thing is that like you could deconstruct it, yeah. and I oh, imagine yeah. that's what the story is within the game. Is they're destruct deconstructing what a stoic person is? Exactly, and that's why they call them st- stoke stop. i know but god such a so yeah so
0: so um it's even though we use the word now as something emotionless that's not really what they meant back then it's really um living life free of 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 pathos which um can be translated as passion but really it means, means more like bad emotion like um emotion that comes about from jealousy external things yeah jealousy anger um, being depressed because a loved one died, you know, um, greed from having wealth and all these things. Yeah. So basically, um, Stoics say, you know, you should try to rid yourself of these emotions and try to have a calm mind and how to do that. Well, you got to live a life of, um, asceticism, be an ascetic, which means basically abstain from all sensual pleasures you know, there's so many stories of people giving up all their wealth just to live like in the woods or something with like a rag or whatever. Yeah. And this, your typical like,
1: is this your character? Is this?
0: No, no. Right now, representation I'm
1: representation, or you're just saying in general. Right okay. now,
0: I'm just talking about um about this just Greek, the terms, yeah. yeah. The, 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 um, this Greek philosophy. So the whole point is to obtain an inner calm and have clear judgment. So. Okay, so why? Um, you may ask. Okay, yeah. So be logical, be reasonable. Why? Like you're just telling me to do something, right? Well, that's just the ethics of it. There's also how they saw the world. Like I guess the physical aspect, of the, the 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 physical world is all made up of all matter. All living beings are made up of something called logos, l o g o s, logos. logos. Hmm. And that could be basically translated to universal reason. Mm. So it's not just you that reasons, but it's actually all of nature that reasons. All matter is made up of, 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 of the logos, and it comes in two flavors. You have your passive matter, which could be anything like a rock or your flesh or whatever. And then you have the active substance, which flows through the matter. And that is, it could be called fate, either... Mana. Um, it's basically an, an it, like it's an intelligent primordial fire that works through the passive matter. So the whole idea is that we have reason because everything has reason. All living things have reason, and there is this universal reason. Nature itself is this intelligent thing that that reasons. It's not that it's 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 not that humans are are, are using their brain to oh this and that. No, that's that's just how nature works okay so essentially to live a good life you want to live in accordance with nature you want to live in accordance with that universal reason and um, emotions and vice take you away from that they they cloud your eyes from logic and reason which is the way of the world yeah so I wrote here, thus, nature itself is intelligent reasoning as humans we must learn to be and be in accordance with the laws of nature to do so otherwise would be destructive. And that's definitely a a, a, a central theme
1: <laughs> so let me let me see this. Let me try to put my own analyst, yes, in, please in it's
0: it. a lot right there
1: because, um, yeah, let me take a little bit of it because I'm trying to think about the game too, and I'm thinking that the maybe the natural state of the world is unbalanced, obviously, and it's because of these different people's like egos and and their um and their own personal passions and they're not living a life without reasoning and stuff. They're living the opposite. They're living in greed. They're they're like kind of souping into their own emotions. Thus creating the unnatural response of the world because these two nations are handling each different type of like um like like one's more militaristic as you said being led by a pope and one is like more with noble houses and stuff so i can imagine they each have their own form of self-governing but it's like causing unnatural disturbances in the natural order of things but then your character is supposed to put that natural order back into things that's almost like your character is essentially I won't say like chosen, but like he's like the force, like the human nature trying to like or like the id or something. He's like the part of the brain that's like trying to decipher the two parts and try to bring a union, like un, like a fusion of the two, and bring like balance.
0: I would say to the extent you're right. I mean, all of these things definitely play a role. Yeah, but it goes a bit deeper than that, and I'm gonna explain. Oh yes. Um. I just wanted to read this this quote I thought was very interesting. Because, I mean, um, ancient Greek philosophers are not telling people how to live their
1: lives. No, no. They're just explaining the like, nature of the, what is, they thought is their reality.
0: Exactly. So this is how I um, I live my life. And as an example to others, and hopefully people live that way as well. This is, I thought it was an interesting quote. Philosophy does not promise to secure anything external for man. Otherwise, it would be admitting something that lies beyond its proper subject matter. For as the material of the carpenter is wood, and that of statuary, bronze, so the subject matter of the art of living is each person's own life. Okay. And I just think that that's, I mean, uh, I think it's very true. You uh, you got to start with yourself before you try and change the world.
1: I'm kind of thinking thats that's kind of like your main character almost.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And,
1: and, and that's every... like the representation, I guess, yeah, of your main character. He's like the one not influenced or something. You know, he's the one that sees the logic and reasoning of the, the natural state of the world through those two godlike beings. Yeah.
0: Right. So that's, I would say, that's one of them. That is the main central theme. That's this development of self control and fortitude as overcoming destructive emotions.
1: And during a war, that's going to be very difficult.
0: definitely on the money i mean it definitely uh, you could easily see that yeah. from what i've been describing it it kind of describes the, the world already
1: so so far we've spoken about the main story a bit we spoke about the factions within those main story elements we kind of sp- st- spoke about the the philosophy but you're speaking more on like the greek um athens style ancient greece like so- way system. of thinking yeah and um and how that could relate into the story. And- now
0: that's, that's what, uh, what yeah, we're going to and- talk
1: about now. So, I mean, it's
0: w- one of the main themes is, is I would say an imbalance in nature, like, like you were saying. Yes. And yeah. it like, uh, just to reiterate my main thesis, like, like this drives the main story, the changing environment, the, you know, like, like everything is being destroyed. Like the world is slowly falling apart and all the character motivations are really, Built upon this imbalance, whether they're going toward the imbalance by trying to, I guess, control, you know, like uh, 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 giving in to their vices for power or or greed or lust or moving away from it and trying to, I guess, control themselves or, or try to right the world.
1: That's a very um, interesting, I like that concept too, because the world around them, they know the world around them is going bad. It's going to shit. It's going to shit. And it's more an an example of human nature because it's either at this point, okay, everything's going out. Just go 10 times this emotion I'm feeling or or, or 10 times this motivation to fix stuff. Like, and I like that in human nature and those types of games.
0: So now let's talk a little more about the lore uh, i'm going to explain a little bit more about the lore and you'll see how it really relates to all this so so we're talking about mana in this world is it's a world where there's magic there's mana yes and this mana is um it gives life to the world remember it's, it's just like with the greeks it's it's the logos it's this ancient primordial fire that drives everything yes it is life and but this world has a fixed quantity of mana and you i guess you could imagine it like in um like in ecosystem you know like yeah. there is a um you have water coming from you know like f- f- from the mountains down the river to a lake and it fills the lake and then that may go somewhere else to, to uh, through a stream and yeah. there is definitely a balance there and the world is falling apart because there is um the mana is being taken away and, and brought somewhere else and that's what's turning so, so basically the sand is, it symbolizes a lack of, of mana. Because yeah. like when someone dies, it's not, that, it's not that they turn into sand, like their soul, their, um, th- that mana goes to somewhere else and it just like continues the cycle.
1: Yes. And deserts are harsh places and in many forms of media, that is always a representation of either great like strive for the individual, like going through that. Or people living in that, and they're like again, like stoic people, you know. Or and and death, because unfortunately, it's very hot in deserts and very <laughs> little water sources.
2: Yeah,
0: and and here, yeah, I, I would definitely say it definitely signifies a struggle, but more than anything, it's it signifies a lack of mana, thus death, thus yes nothing,
1: unnatural state.
0: So I was mentioning how Granork. So remember, you're you're a part of alistair and the enemy is Granork. Granork, they're they're an old empire.
1: Fuck you, Granar.
0: <laughs> and in the olden days, they um, they found a way to control mana, to, to basically h- harness mana, and use it. Um, and two main things were were created. Just just to break it down, flux, hmm. which is basically time magic in a way. Okay. And then you have thaumatech, which is basically using harnessing the mana to power tech. So it's it's technology.
1: Okay, so it's like electricity for the technology. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and then again hitting those environmental like real life shit man and you know and it's also
0: used for for war like so right now your um, your people alistair um you have these top engineers in th- in Thaumatech creating war machines so yeah it's it's like you said it's environmentalism it's it's definitely relates to real life
1: and just a quick reminder war i mean war is a use in a lot of um media to like demonstrate their characters or whatever. Uh the game I was speaking about, Code Or 2, it definitely has to do with war influences, but again, what I like about this world is that it's having a physical effect on the world in the sense of through the magical effects. So it's like going through the Ith- the ithril or the aether and it's actually affecting the real world environments. Right. It's not like military drone strikes breaking the environment. It's literally the the universe is almost dying, or the universe is being sucked up.
0: And it's exactly why the why the universe is dying because these people who figure out how to control mana, uh, they use it to basically make Grand Orc into a huge empire. Um, yes. You know, it's, um, uh, they could manipulate time in the same way you do in this game and it just they be, they became very successful and powerful and blah 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 and it got to the point so so basically you had these like sorcerers in a way and it got to the point where one guy got too powerful that he was actually like there was so much um he was using so much of this of this mana that it turned him into this monster this monster just eats mana it just continuously absorbs mana which reminds me yep, of that Darth... reminds me
1: of Darth Nihilus, exactly. the man who kept himself alive through the. F- yeah, it's a cool little um, parallel. One had like a greed, and it's his greed which is his consuming power. Yep. While the other one is more of like he used it as a survival situation, but then it just overtook him. Uh, so it's this weird little like like a. A mirroring of yourself almost you yeah, know it's, it's
0: funny how that happens yeah but like you know it it relates with uh, with the, the, the those greek ideas like you want to go with nature to go against it you are it's going to be destructive
1: yeah it's and inhuman it causes inhuman changes in you it's scary
0: so now you have this giant monster that's continuously absorbing mana and um the empire didn't realize that oh boy desertification is starting now like it's on some corner of the world that no one was really um, paying attention to now it's it's starting to turn all into sand and then now they're just trying to realize oh shit so anyway this is where that world of history is created it's like this world where um there's where time doesn't move it's just like this timeless place
1: interesting it's almost stuck in time
0: exactly it's stuck in time and um, they seal him in there in some prison, you know, the typical. But it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter if you seal him because mana is everywhere. It's it's all interconnected. So he's still absorbing. This monster is still absorbing the mana, and the world's going to shit. So just to just to keep it short, um, they basically create some weird ritual. It's it's it has to do with the White Chronicle. And it's um and it's uh I guess negative yeah the Black Chronicle
1: yeah okay so it's like it's opposite exactly yeah.
0: and it's ba- this is basically um human sacrifice mm. uh, you have to have two mature souls that, that, that they say uh, one has to die and then you re- and then the other person revives them with half of their soul and then some shit happens and then they basically live. A second time and they have to give up their life to um the world to, to, to so they're basically replenishing mono back into the world okay
1: so this is them putting men back into the natural state of things i'm thinking they're they're doing they're like sacrificing themselves and it's kind of like those twins you saw at the beginning or something but actually now that i'm thinking about it if this is a process that's known do they figure this out do they like read some text or something or some character gives them this information to do
0: the twins are um the children of some top thaumatech engineer from back then um, from that um from that um, empire time yeah so they have all this knowledge and living in this world of historia like they just don't age
1: okay (laughs) so they haven't they they're they're like separated from the time
0: yeah, their duty is is basically to guide the people who hold the white and, and and black chronicles. Okay, all right. Because it turns out that yeah, so um with this ritual, you're putting mana back into the world so the it it doesn't go to shit, but that monster is still absorbing. So yeah. every generation they have to redo this ritual. It's called There you go.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> like th- this is something that's been doing over and over again, which fits in the sense of that as you said, this world is kind of in like stuck in time, but I think more precisely, it's more of like a time loop because, and because I'm thinking sitting here, they could do this ritual, but people are still going to be people and they're still going to take advantage of whatever element that they have an advantage over their enemies. And they're just going to abuse it. Thus recreating that like scarcity of mana. So, You know, I like that type of thing where like this world has just gone into cycles and it's like, I'm thinking in my brain, like, when does it break the cycle? Maybe you're about to say it or something, but it seems like if they just put mana back in, it's just going to continue the problem of everyone abusing it.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, but you can't get rid of the monster.
1: Oh, so you can't just kill it?
0: Yeah, it's 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 a monster that just continually um con- continuously absorbing everything. Yeah, I mean at the end of the game you kind of do that, and then there's still like um the final boss who's trying to control everything, but whatever. Uh, but that's the whole point is that these kids can't figure out how to like do this because they can't defeat the monster, but they don't know what what um what path. It, like I call them kids, but they've lived for hundreds of years. Yeah, yeah. they look like
1: <laughs> kids. Whatever, <Yeah>. they're kids. <laughs>
0: Um, lost my spot hold on so yeah seals them away think it's too powerful and so back to the same theme the world is being destroyed because humans upsetting the natural balance of mana in the world
1: fucking humans fucking humans ruin everything
0: so the writers basically imagine this deterministic world where you know like it's if you do this if you live with nature you know like it's it things are set in stone like you may not understand it but like there's a natural order conse- the things yeah there's it's a natural order and there's natural consequences and you got to know to your, to your place
1: actions. in that natural order and it's
0: driven by mana the, the, yeah. the logos and it is a natural order order that people have to exist in like you said in fact um i'm going to talk about uh, my other themes duty and control um a lot of people felt that they had a duty or they felt compelled to adhere to, um, to the order to maintain the order or reestablish it. Hmm. And I mean right away the royal family they had a, a duty to continue that human sacrifice like every generation they had to choose one kid to die. <laughs> okay, you're going to die and your brother is going to revive you but then you're going to die again and yeah.
1: But I would <laughs> imagine these are like like they're not just regular people they're like something special about them or is it literally it could be regular people
0: i don't quite remember i think they just have to be mature souls but like what does that mean yeah yeah Whatever.
1: maybe experience
0: yeah exactly yeah. there's there has to be something about them but it's it's been stuck with the royal family and
1: that's their duty but the
0: royal family is really no more it's being controlled by this crazy ass bitch who doesn't give a fuck she's just chilling he just wants power <laughs> And the princess, which ends up being one of your uh, party members, um, she's trying to fix everything, but she doesn't want to do the whole human sacrifice thing, so she's trying to find a different way of doing
1: it. Mm. Trying to break the cycle, man.
0: Yeah, so, so everyone's trying to, like, control nature in a way.
1: Yeah. Even the lady trying to break it is trying to, like, manipulate it in a way into her favor.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, she literally just chills in, in in the castle all day and just like eats and just does whatever she wants. Ah, uh, stuck up. <laughs> Don't worry. I mean, like that's the thing. So like, she's she has a duty to her people. When when you think about it,
1: yeah. But she says,
0: fuck that, I'm just going to give in to vice. Yep. And what do the Greeks say? It's going to lead to destruction.
1: Again, man, it's it's the noble, like the French aristocrat, you so know? So she like, gets
0: overthrown
1: and they throw her in jail. Good, hell yeah. So it's it's that same theme. It's, it's, at least it's not exactly like the revolution. They would have just like cut their heads off.
0: <laughs> well, maybe they did. You know. Yeah,
1: maybe. Maybe they did have a full revolution Engli- uh, French style.
0: Now, I want to talk a little more about the characters.
1: I'm not going to get too much into the characters. I'll just talk about some of the main characters. Yeah, you kind of like what I did, just like the meat and potato characters.
0: Probably even less than that, to be honest, because it's just there's so much. And there's a lot I haven't played this game in a decade, so yeah. there's a lot I don't remember, honestly. Of I, course, I, we know Stock. Stock, yes. So let's start with Stock.
1: <laughs> stock.
0: Um, so he is very stoic. He doesn't show much emotion. He is you know people try to in like th- th- there's a couple of funny scenes where uh, cuz okay so let's talk about real quick y- 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 your best friend is your military buddy you guys went to war together and everything so at, at some point you kind of join his um his team like um he gets promoted to captain he's like um stoke I-, 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 I want you to be with me okay cool and there is a um there's a there's a junior a junior uh s- soldier there who takes a liking to you he like like he likes your like like how like
1: he sees your potential or something
0: well he's like a, a young guy and like he, he he thinks you're really cool and like how you're always trying to save your friends and all that crap oh, okay so he's trying to be like oh my god you're so cool and you're just kind of like just like you like you just don't say shit you're just like uh you know like yeah. someone normal may have been like oh well you know this
1: and that no he just he's like i'm just doing my job
0: yeah, like I, like, I don't have to explain
1: myself. I don't care.
0: I don't even want to talk to you. Shut up. You're
1: <laughs> annoying. <laughs> exactly. But, you know,
0: when he's in trouble, the first thing you do is try and save him. So that's, 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 um, Stokes, Stock or Stoke? I gotta pick one. Stoke, Stock,
1: Stoke, Stoke. I don't know. Stoke. That's
0: that's your character. You're definitely loyal to, to to your team and your friends. I just
1: have a quick question. Was he, he he was raised in this um environment where it was fully militaristic? Was did he have like family members?
0: You, do you want me just 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 do the spoiler?
1: Um, <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: So basically, it turns out you are um you are actually from Org Like you're a part of the royal. Oh, family. you're like an exile. You were the one who was supposed to die. You were the sacrifice. Oh shit. Yeah. And, um, your boss is actually your uncle who, um, was supposed to die as well. So like, so him and his brother were supposed to kill you or like, you know, like uh, uh, he was supposed to die. He said, fuck that. He stole the black Chronicle and kidnapped
1: you and ran off. So he was, so essentially he was cowardice. He was afraid to die and didn't want to. Even though it was for the greater good, right? Yeah, he just didn't believe in he it. He just didn't... Oh, so he didn't believe in it. He didn't believe in it uh. or, he, or,
0: or or he thought he could control, you know, nature differently. Oh, no, I'm going to figure out but a different his, way.
1: Yeah, but, like, I like the fact that his main motivation is essentially he wants to control it now because he wants to avoid his fate. Yeah. And then, you know, okay, well,
0: well, if you guys are going to die, then, then your kids are going to die. So then that's going to be you and your sister who is... The current princess of Orc. Okay. But he's like, no, fuck that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take him with me.
1: <laughs> and then defected, right? So, so you don't remember that shit. You do Yeah. Probably you were a kid, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. And then so you really you kind of grew up in, in in this in this military, and he treats you like a son. But at the same time, he's trying to control you. It's
1: kind of weird. Okay, so yeah, that's why I can see why he's more stoic or has a lack of emotion because he. He, I guess his father doesn't Or the uncle doesn't want him To get too attached to people So then when he starts using them, There won't be any second guessing
0: I think he actually died already I can't really remember Like Because The the whole ritual is You die Your the, the, Your other person Revives you with half of their soul And then after some shit You have to like Give your soul back To the uh, um, the, the earth
1: Okay so at the beginning Your uncle Is dead No, No 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 Okay no. Alright like, your uncle is trying to break the cycle and avoid yeah, all of that because he wants to not die, or he he was chosen to die and was like, "Fuck that, I'm gonna change it."
0: Yeah, exactly. And then I think I, th- I think you end up dying, but then you get revived, and then like that's why you don't remember anything. Like, like yeah. I honestly can't
1: remember why you don't remember shit. Okay, but it, it's in a sense that he's raised you to be like that on purpose, right? I guess. Because I mean,
0: like, you grew up um, in the military, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's I would say that's another element of adding to it. You know, being told constantly what to do and how to do it. That would affect your personality.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing, though. So, he has to be a a, a stoic character. Yeah. Because he's constantly faced with making decisions that will alter history and create different endings. Yeah. So, um, imagine for a second in, like, real life, if you had to continuously go back into time... Keep like your friends keep dying. You have to go back, see them again, relive all these uh, emotional times, only to have them die again because you made a bad decision. Yeah, like that's gonna play on your emotions. Oh yeah, you know, like it's it's gonna be really hard to like cut that all out and just use logic to define the
1: right path to take. But. In your uh, thesis, since your character is essentially the representation of stoicism, he has to be. Yeah. yeah, he has to be. But is the representation of stoicism that's like the only way to fix the natural state of the stuff.
0: Exactly. And so it's 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 pretty fun because like you have so many different endings where you make the bad decision. And so it's it it's it's not just that everyone dies, but like like um, and I'll explain an an, an ending later where like. You make a bad decision and then that changes something else. And then like you're like, you know, either someone dies or you're like stuck somewhere or something changes. You're like, yeah, I can't save the world. Yeah, that's
1: the butterfly effect. (laughs) The butterfly effect, exactly. So, um, yeah, so that's your character. So that's stock or stoke. That's stock. Your choice. Your team is
0: uh, Rainy and Marco. Rainy and Marco. Rainy and Marco. um, Girl and a guy. They were from a mercenary group
1: where everyone died. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> there's a lot
0: of death in yeah, destruction. Yeah, well, that's
1: war, man. If your like, whole life is... I don't know how long this war has been going on. I imagine it's been a while and there's old hatreds and stuff. There's going to be a lot of death.
0: Well, um, there was a cave-in and they were the only ones who survived. And they feel very guilty
1: that everyone died except for them. So... It's really weird. <laughs> I, I just I just wanna take a minute and say I kinda of wanna take back everything I just said about those characters now because I I don't see how you could I mean, I can understand like living and stuff and feeling like live live like living regret or whatever. I think that's a real psychological thing for soldiers or whatever. Right. But I mean, it's a cave-in. you know, that shit happens and I don't think you could I don't think you could blame yourself. That's like some Marcus. Act of God shit, but whatever. There you yeah. go,
0: using logic and
1: reason. What's wrong with <laughs> Don't you? Don't use logic and reason.
0: No, no. I'm Emotion. sad because I lived.
1: Oh, how'd your Emotion. buddy die? Uh, Caven. So, you know, obviously,
0: <laughs> like, that's an example,
1: right? That's why I really think,
0: like, they were going with this theme because there's so many little examples. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, but what ends up happening is that they really, um, they get taken in by um, your boss. And now they have a new home, Alistel, and like they're kind of like attached to it now. Like, okay, we
1: can't fuck up this one. It's the home they chose.
0: That's why at the, in the first mission where they just met you, they're already like giving up their lives to make sure that they that you get away and complete the mission. It's like we like we already fucked up once. Like, let's at least die like saving what's important to us.
1: But yeah, they're dying for a greater cause in their minds exactly. until you reverse it.
0: Yeah. Right. And it's, i mean—that's where the suspension of of, of of disbelief is. Like every time you go back in time, no one but you remembers everything. Oh yeah. But everyone keeps their their levels
1: and their equipment. Yeah. All yeah. That stuff. Where did I get this awesome fucking sword, dude? Who the I,
0: fuck are you? What the hell? Okay,
1: cool. Or maybe it's like your character going back in time, having all the gear on him, and he's like, "Hey, look, guys, I got you some new shit." <laughs> Rainy is the more fired up and animated. Of the two,
0: uh, between her and Marco, uh, the pair. Yep. She's more brash, jumps to conclusions. Typical anime, like, uh like you know, like yeah, this...
1: the extreme anime version of stuff, right?
0: Yeah, but she's not like annoying. Well, and sometimes she's annoying, but like not in like really annoying, but just like she just like jumps to conclusions, like, chill out, bro.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: not what I meant. <laughs> well, Marco is is uh, more serious. He always takes a more logical, analytical approach, without being too dry. Okay. But they're still both kind of like fresh meat, I guess you could say. Okay, they're
1: like green. Yeah, there yeah. you go, green.
0: I mean, Rainy really was um, her, her. Real quick on her backstory: her parents died during the war, and then she was with a bunch of travelers, and they and and they left her in some like random place because they thought she was a burden. <laughs> so like they have a really weird like backstory. Yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: that's why they're, they're really like attached to you because you're like, Oh, it's like the first form of family for them, essentially.
0: Exactly. For them, it's definitely family. But so there's an interest uh, to me. There's an interesting couple of pairings throughout the game where there's a yin and yang to it. Just like the game is really about balance. Um, Rainy, like I said, it's more fired up while Marco's a little more reserved. So they kind of like complement each other in that way.
1: Um, I would say it's like almost like a like a balance thing. There's always some form of balance in the gameplay and in the lore of the characters themselves, so yeah, they have that balance. I also got the yin and yang influence when you talked about the books, one being black, one being white um also a little bit just a little bit um, the sacrifice thing where one has to die and then put in essentially their life energy into to this person i imagine making some form of again a balance between the two souls that are now shared
0: yeah it's it's yeah there's there's definitely a huge theme of balance yeah and then i was gonna say i remember what i was gonna say so and then rainy and marco really are this th- this balance to you where like you're kind of like push off emotional but they they also start to like f- uh, become family to you so there's, there's 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 an interesting balance there, but like,
1: i'm gonna make a can i uh i want ask a quick question are they like essentially his emotional stuff you know what I mean since he doesn't really experience or he's very stoic they're kind of like the representation of his different kind of emotions or something
0: i would say yeah I, I, that's like that's basically what I was trying to say, but you said it better yeah like um because he can go to to the two extremes, but he does it through action.
1: Yeah, not necessarily through words. Yeah, exactly. They're like the words for him, while he's the action. He's the one that does it.
0: Yeah, he's he he's a true leader. He's he yeah. he's leading them. And I mean, it makes sense. They're like they're also part of the military, where you know you
1: you have to lead. Your yeah, people. there's like a chain of command, so it's like you have to lead, and you can't show emotions because if you if you start freaking out on the battlefield and your like subordinate sees you freaking out. They're going to freak out. Exactly. You got to r-
0: remain stoic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That's why you let the other characters be the annoying anime characters and you, your main character just like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and then,
0: so I mentioned Rosh. Um, he's basically y- your best friend. He's a big ass guy who has, uh, he lost his arm during battle. And now it's replaced by this mechanical arm powered by. A th- Magic. Th- um, a thaumatech so really in the end like that machine is slowly prov- um providing not the word providing um contributing to the destruction of the world slowly yeah. yet yet it's uh, allowing
1: him to live and move forward i like that <laughs> concept because the very thing that's destroying everything like the the absence of it anyways is the very thing that he needs to take i mean is it to live or just keep that arm on
0: he could still live but yeah he
1: could still live without it but when you think about it like what's his purpose like it's war
0: he's like he he's a captain and yeah he's taking care of and, and that's the thing like these people aren't necessarily like these warmongering folk but they truly believe to an extent that they're being led by the prophet noah and their duty is to do what to they're to supposed fight to fight and
1: die. Yeah, fight yeah. and die and protect our people. It's kinda like um the covenant from Halo, because that's the reason why the the enemies are like always going after you and they never like retreat is because they've been they have like this religion and they believe what they do, you know, if they recklessly run in, they're doing something good for the religion. Cult like fanaticism. Yeah, cult like fanaticism.
0: So the um the yin and yang to um the yang to Rosh's yin is Sonia. She is this uh, beautiful doctor who also grew up, not grew up, but like also a a war buddy. But she wasn't on the battlefield. She was healing people with all you people. With all you people.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You're all part of this war, whether you know it or not. Right. And, I mean,
0: just real quick, like, an early side story. They're smitten for each other, but they don't tell each other. You know, Um, she lost her brother. And Basically, you kind of like tell Rosh go after, her, go go after her, and then eventually they get together. It's interesting, like in the game, like you could change the endings if you um, if you get them together and you play and you do certain things, she ends up pregnant at the end of the game.
1: Oh, okay, and there's like a different ending where she's like not with him or something.
0: Or yeah, basically.
1: Okay, all right, that's cool. I like that. I like that in games where the decisions you make affect your NPCs in some form or fashion.
0: Yeah, so it really depends if you end up completing the side quests and finding them. Yeah, really. Same thing with you. You end up getting with Rainy. Like the the, the 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 there's one side story where she like kind of admits her feelings for you, but not really, you know. Yeah. And then in the end, she ends up being pregnant.
1: <laughs> I just want to say very quickly. Um, I think for your main character, it would be best. And again, I haven't played the game, but in the story sense, I feel like it would be best if he didn't get together with her because I like the idea that she's and Marco are like his emotional guidance. Yeah. Yeah, but that's just me on a personal level. You could do whatever the want. You could have babies with anyone.
0: <laughs> and then you have um when I mentioned the Queen Pr- Protea, yeah. Her two maiden command are uh the High Colonel D- uh, Dias, Dias Dias, and Count Selvin. They're the they're the ones really controlling the empire, and yeah. they have that same relationship. Um, Colonel, the, the the high Colonel Diaz is more brash and more like just jumps into situations and attacks.
1: Yeah. Go attack him right now!
0: Right, and while Selvin is the more reserved tactician, and together they make a
1: powerful yeah. duo. Why do we attack?
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, let's 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 think
1: about this first. Give me a sec. Yeah, give me a sec, bro. Let's think this through.
0: And let's see other characters. I definitely want to talk about At. So when I mentioned the At um, A H T At At, she is a part of the the goat like people, um, the Satrios, and that's another call to um, to Greek myth. That's what I was thinking about mythology, uh, Greek mythology,
1: like the Minotaur.
0: No, 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 like, um, like just like goat like people. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. It's, and they they're not they don't look like goats but they just have horns and that just gives them like that that kind Yeah,
1: they're of thing. like a they're like a they're like another entity that was birthed from one of like the Greek gods. I know it's like Cyclopses.
0: Yeah. Um
1: uh, humans were made out of fucking clay or something or some shit like that. Um but yeah no I know what you mean you know I know I, I so, get it. So their,
0: um their people are really in tune with mana and with like with the world. So they're your typical I don't even know what Shamans, to call them. Yeah so druids, she so so yeah. she is a shaman and in fact they look kind of like they live in a forest with a world tree it's called the celestial Oh they,
1: tree. Got the they got the world trees. I tree. like my world trees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and as a shaman She's actually a little girl She literally is a little girl But she has this um, This power That shamans have To basically When people die To like Have that soul Go on Onto the afterlife And that's also Signifies A recycling of mana Rather than just like Keeping it there Or like That, that soul Just being stuck there Not really serving any purpose And needs to move on to, um, to the afterlife And that's what shamans do
1: they, like, guide them? Basically, yeah. Okay.
0: So they kind of play a role in the natural order
1: of things. Are there not a lot of them?
0: No. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. <laughs> but an interesting uh, little side story happens where you're with her. You're with Ot. And then you, like, walk into a room and into, like, a place. And she sees a soul. And she like she feels it she, like for, for you it just looks like sparkles but like she can like see it and feel it yeah she's like oh this there's someone here and i feel like they were very special to like um a person who used to be a shaman um, um some girl named isla hmm. uh, i feel like they're, they're very special to her so she kind of has um this dilemma like should i send a soul off to the afterlife or should i keep them here because they're important to isla
1: Oh, so it's like a decision she has to make.
0: But she asks you, so you, you, oh, well, what should I tell her? Because she, because she respects you and she wants you to tell her. What to oh, do. okay. Is
1: okay. it like a test or something too to see your character?
0: So you could be like, you know what, just just don't do anything, just just leave it alone. And then the girl, uh, your um um, Isla comes in and she's like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, you know, like basically. Trying to say like she couldn't let go. This was this was a friend to her. Like this was, um, so she so she doesn't push the person off onto the afterlife because she's still attached emotionally to to to, to the dead person.
1: And that's unchanging the natural state of things, right?
0: So what ends up happening? So Ott, by the way, is obsessed with you. Like she just like has this like like it's not really explained why, but like probably because your character is so dutiful. But like she just
1: like loves you. She's like she thinks you're like the bee's knees. Okay. Is it um uh, is it like um is it like like in Corridor when I said your main character is like a representation of like a force wound? Um not like it's a bad thing, but is that is it something like that? Like he has an energy or he has like that magic or like the book and she like sees radiance from him or something? Or is it just Possibly. the character himself she's like absolutely obsessed with
0: possibly like a lot of people are are, are attracted to you and not necessarily like uh i was talking about like physical attraction but just like there's something about you that's just that like
1: brings them to you exactly it's like you're a magnet for all these interesting people exactly i mean of course it's like a written thing obviously you know it's like a it's like a like a anime thing you know where they have to add in those characters and give them some form of attachment to your character but um but it does also how kids are. Like, yeah, if
0: you've yeah. ever been around little kids, when they get, a, you know, when they get, like, attached to you, they're fucking attached. Like, yeah.
1: Ah, and, like, you leave, like, no! So, you're saying it's more of a kind of, like, a childlike innocence, like, type of, uh, like, uh, what's the word? um, admire, uh, Admiration? Yeah. Okay. So, it's not anything... It can be. It, it, can, be it that can be It can it's be. It's left out in the open, right? Exactly. Yeah, that. okay.
0: So what ends up happening, if you tell her, Hey, don't do anything, let your friend have her, her 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 whatever, she ends up trapping you in this world, this happy world, because she doesn't want to let you go because she knows you're like you're fated to die basically.
1: Oh. So and it's like, like a glass like, yeah, she's like prison.
0: She's like, I'm gonna keep you here, like there's someone bad trying to hurt you, but you're safe here and she just disappears you're like what the fuck
1: all right first mission game over
0: (laughs) game over (laughs) so you obviously have to go back and tell her no you should uh, put that soul back into into the heavens
1: okay it's interesting how it plays out um that is seems like an interesting game mechanic how you could like go back and change the events of stuff um the only thing i have to say is that it just kind of seems extreme right just like Keep her here, and then she's like, "No, okay, I'm keeping you here then like it's almost like a like again, I think it's like a maybe maybe on the outside, it's like she was like playing a game, but maybe it's like a Yoda type of thing where she's more wise than everybody else, and maybe based on the decision you make, it's either a learning lesson for you where you go back in time and you're like, Okay, I learned." I suppose to do that. I
0: think, I think it just more shows that like, like your actions have consequences. Yeah. And by doing this, someone is learning from you. Like someone who respects you, like even like, this this is just going to be a side thing. Like when people are always like, Oh, you don't want kids. You don't want kids. Um, You know, how are you going to pass on this and that? Like to me, like I think, dude, no matter what, like you, you, you influence people. And like the the actions you make, the things you do influence people around you, whether they're your your blood or not. Yeah, and I think this is a great example of that. Like someone who respects you, like if if like if they have a dilemma and you tell them, "Hey, I think you should do this," they're going to see that like oh, like see that as a life lesson, whether they not whether they think about that that way or not. Yeah. In this case, she ended up giving, um, she ended up letting her friend give into vice. Like she's supposed to put this soul back into, into the either. Yeah. But instead she's attached to her emotions. So she's learning, Oh, then it's, that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. So she takes it to the extreme and it does it to you, but it's, 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 it's the whole, you know, it's like living a virtuous life back to the whole thing.
1: That's cool. I kind of, I kind of want to hope that, um, I mean, I haven't played the game, but I kind of want to hope she, di- she like does that on purpose Knowing that you have the ability to go back. I mean, again, I haven't played the game, but I like the idea that she is a little bit wiser, and maybe she's trying to teach you something.
0: That I mean, that's yeah. also a really interesting
1: idea. I definitely didn't think about it that way because it kind because to me, it's like she's giving the responsibilities that she's supposed to handle to you, and I imagine like like I can understand your character coming in and she sees something in you, like something crazy, and is like, "I need to like do something," or see this person see what their choices are right but i would also like to think that um that um she probably doesn't do this to everybody she meets right and maybe you're the special circumstance and she's like i need to test this person i need to see if they really are the the representation of like the balance
0: you may be right so um just to get back into my themes before i like lose track. That's, it's like, you know, like, I mean, obviously we've been talking about like, like different duties, like, like she has a, a a duty to do this. Yeah. You have um a duty to your people and there's people constantly trying to control each other. Uh, we're, we're talking about you're from Alistair, you know, and everything is being controlled by top down the general through the, uh, um, yeah. the prophet. Uh, your boss is constantly trying to control you. You know, they're trying to control the, the, the princes over there. So just huge themes of control. But I, I wanted to play this this one clip. This is going to be a speech that General Hugo gives to, to the people of Alistair. And it's kind of
1: like a... And just to reiterate, the General Hugo is second in command, but really first in command. Because right. the Pope is like chilling.
0: Yeah, the Pope is probably dead.
1: Okay, he probably <laughs> the, did the, it. The
0: prophet Noah. And, and fucking murk that guy yeah right <laughs> and so this is an interesting speech and I'll pause th- uh, throughout it just to like um, e- emphasize different points but
2: dear children of Alistair I have come bearing the word of the prophet Noah blessed are you Beloved children of the prophet Noah, hush now, untainted believers in the light. I will now reveal to you all the message entrusted to me by the prophet Noah.
0: So right away, right away, he keeps repeating a lot of the same things. Children of Alistair, right?
1: Yeah. And, prophet.
0: The prophet, prophet Noah, Noah. Yeah. That's the main one that the people adore is the prophet Noah. And he says, like, I come bearing the word, of the prophet Noah. You guys are blessed. You are beloved children of the prophet of Noah. Bumping everyone up. You guys are untainted believers in the light. You know, this light and dark. Uh. Um. And now I will now reveal to you the message entrusted to me by the prophet Noah.
2: The prophet Noah has spoken. Now is the hour when the melted snow shall water the sandy soil.
0: So he he goes to this... um uh. This, this shows that he's a really good orator. Like, he constantly refers to the melted snow. And now is the hour when the melted snow shall water the sandy soil. Sandy being the yeah. certification.
1: It's also like a time is coming. Like, something is approaching. We need to be prepared or we are the ones that are being given this or so on and so forth.
2: Yeah, here we go. The land of Alistel is embraced by snow-capped mountains where the high gods dwell. If there are any who yearn for peace, the snows shall melt, and the deserts will have succor.
0: Right away, I think that's a reference to Greek mythology, uh, where the gods lived in the on Mount Olympus at the very top in the skies. Yep. And he he says, you know, um, where the high gods dwell. But the main thing he's saying here is that anyone who yearns for peace, like we're in a time of war. Like if you want peace, then the snows shall melt and the deserts will have succor. The deserts will go away. They will be replenished. So what is he talking about when he's saying the, 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 the melted snow and basically bringing life back to earth?
2: In truth, the melted snow refers to you, the people Blessed children of the frigid lands of Alistel You will descend upon the tainted land of Grand Org and purify it That is the prophet's most devout wish Um... This too, as the prophet Noah foreseen the source of the taint is the olden kingdom of Granorg. festering at the heart of this source is the evil enthroned there.
0: So obviously this is propaganda.
1: I just want to hit up um just very quickly Qwen uh going back to the um you know history stuff when I said this is very like reminiscent of different things templars man he's calling for a religious holy war a jihad a crusade a crusade it's a a crusade
0: and there we go
1: a man taking power a general misleading people for his own gains is just the very very intense story beat essentially
0: absolutely absolutely so um just real quick so basically he's saying the melted snow is the people and they are the ones who will bring water back to the land and make the sand go away so it's he's really referring to the certification and the destruction of the world and
1: you guys are the ones who can fix it all i also have a another thought too it just came to me um he's also implementing that they are i mean of course i'm about to explain a fucking religious war but i just want to point it out um he's at the beginning, he's saying the prophet, "We the p pe- like essentially we the people and stuff like that, right?" And he's signifying that they have the higher order, right? Or their god is essentially the right one. They have the truth. They have the truth. And look at the guys on the frozen peaks because they're the old gods and they're stuck in their own time and place. We need to go over there and we need to forward. Are religious no no, zeal. No, no 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 he's he's saying they are the snow well like the the people are the snow I know I understand that I understand that but uh, but when he points out the snow caps of a different country, he's saying those are the snow people of that place no
0: he's talking about where they are
1: oh where they are yeah where they are uh, okay so the old so wheres the old uh, mountainous snow peaks then?
0: No, he's saying so. The land of Alistel, thats where you're, where you're yeah. at—is embraced by snow-capped mountains.
1: Oh, okay. So okay. Mountain I thought he around. was calling out for the other country was snow-capped or whatever.
0: Well, he he, he did say you will descend upon the tainted land of Granorg and purify it.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So as water, as that melted snow, like yeah, you're gonna purify the evil. And of course, he's saying that's the prophet's most devout wish. That's just, was this truly what the prophet wants? Of course, the prophet speaks for God.
1: I mean, I guess that makes sense because he sees themselves as a purifying action, while other stuff would be, I mean, tainted. But I guess it'll be. Uh, I'm just gonna put in a placement word like tainted snow. They're tainted snow, and he's asking for the fresh waters to come in and rid that old snow.
0: No, no, they're sand. Oh, they're sand. Remember, yeah, sand, sand. Is, sand is
1: death. Yeah, that's the bad thing. He's saying they're they're sand, and where the um, where where what, the what's the thing? thing you want most in the desert? Water. Yeah, water. But it's kind of weird because he's he's like saying like they're sand, and the funny thing is like I don't know if he knows it at this point, but it's like happening only because essentially of everybody. You know what I mean? It's like goes back to that natural order of things. Right. Like he's saying um, essentially, you know, we're going to go purify the lands and stuff. But in the reality of the world, it's both nations, both nations causing these unrest. Oh,
0: absolutely. And it's, absolutely. of course,
1: like through his speech, he's scapegoating going like they're the ones and we need to fix it.
0: Exactly. This is just and propaganda. Just straight
1: this up is, just propaganda. This and he's how he's controlling. The and people. this is how he's yeah controlling the masses.
0: Mm-hmm. all for power and he specifically says it's festering at the heart of this source of evil or is the evil enthroned there, referring to the queen protea she is evil yeah and she really is she doesn't give a fuck about anybody yeah. but she is the the figurehead she's she the one where they're putting you know
1: yeah that's the head of the government essentially everyone she's not because she doesn't make the decisions right but
0: everyone always blames the president everyone always, always, yeah, yeah everyone always the, blames the those figurehead. guys yeah. yeah
1: all right here we continue
2: it's right.
0: By the way, there's like always like the, the, the um the people talking and like and saying these little funny things.
2: Oh yeah. He's that. right. Huh? The prophet believes in you. He has seen the children of the pure melted snow ridding the land of these impurities. He knows that the power of each of Alistelle's children will add to this crusade's success.
1: Hmm, crusade. So this is oh, go ahead. Where's your character? Is he in the crowd? No. No? Okay. This is just happening. Somewhere else and you're just like yeah, this in the is world. Like,
0: yeah, this is before you guys go on a mission. Okay. Uh, this is where he fucks up. Listen to this.
2: That's right. That's right. Ah. Ah. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. What the fuck? <laughs> go forth, my children.
1: Oh, he said, oh, he said, my children, go forth, my children. So so this is him. Um, I he, mean, if you're looking at it written wise, right? I mean, you say it's a mess up, but maybe it's him like taking slowly in slowly
0: introducing. Yeah, he's just like I'm he's
1: the one <laughs> slowly manipulating the crowd. Yeah. But at the same time, he's bringing the word. He's bringing the action. He's the one saying this. The pope is he, he brings the word of the pope. But then again, the pope is he's not around. The prophet the prophet yeah <laughs>
0: no you're right but but it's if, uh, but to me it also shows like he forgets himself because he's being driven by lust for power yeah and greed so it just just going back w- w- with those themes those th- those those worldly pleasures and just to finish it off
2: the waters of the pure melted snow shall rid the world of this evil do not forget the melted snow shall also nourish this parched world. In the prophet Noah's holy name, our salvation begins now. Hooray!
0: <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> just very quickly. That's well. actually the same voice character a character as Rainy.
1: Sorry. Okay, yeah, they recycle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But I just want to say, um, Noah connotations, too. This is like... You know him speaking about a great flood coming in and washing away the evil, oh. and only the good are around. It's very oh, look at that. I missed yeah. that. Yeah, you're it's a very like right. Noah's story because yeah, again, the flood. just to reiterate, God got mad at people and was like, "I need to wash away the filth," and only Noah and his family because they are the epitome of the good there you go there yeah you go. so great it just, catch it's a it's a very quick it, i mean again this game seems like it has a lot of like religious history and well influences it has a lot of this influences which makes sense you know like um the best way to relate a person to their you know made up world is to bring in these real life aspects that probably did it I mean, that that uh that are in our history, like human history. And it just brings us closer to that. It immerses us more into that game world.
0: Yeah, history itself is a great story.
1: Yes, yes. It's very... It's fun to read.
0: And then, real quick, I mean, um, I'll just include this small little part where the Lieutenant General... His name is Lieutenant General Raul. 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 He's a pretty cool character. He's not a main character, but... um. He's a pretty cool guy, and I like I like his voice actor, and he's just like watching this.
1: Is he your favorite character?
0: No, I wouldn't say so. Okay, but he's um, he's a good guy, I guess you could say. Just just listen to it. he, um, he, he he's watching from his office, and he uh, just this is his response to himself. This is his soliloquy what or his dick. monologue.
2: <laughs> Melted snow, huh? No matter how often I see your
0: theatrics, General Hugo. They never cease to amaze. We'll be seeing a bump in the ranks of the enlisted men soon, I expect. He's certainly comfortable in the role of the Prophet's mouthpiece. But if he doesn't keep his wits about him,
2: someday he'll find that...
0: So, you know, obviously he's, he sees what the General Hugo is doing, and he sees that the effects we're going to have people enlisting in the army. Mm-hmm. because they're you know oh this is this is what hey the, you gotta do your duty this is my duty gotta unmelt that snow bitch exactly you are the you are the unmelted snow you're not doing anything now you're frozen in, in time but we're gonna melt you and you're gonna you're gonna be the cleansing waters exactly you're exactly how he says don't do not forget the melted snow shall also nourish this parched world so while we're at war there's also the looming thing of like the world slowly falling apart because of some natural effect. Yeah, but by killing the evil, we're gonna fix everything.
1: Hey Amen. When there's too much water, there's no fucking air, and you'll suffocate to death.
0: <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> and then so, um, and then I'll just include this quick little part where because uh, Lieutenant General Raúl gets interrupted by Rosh, one of the characters, and this to me this shows a little bit of rosh's character so i just want to kind of include this here uh...
1: before you begin i just want to say something very quickly again um there's a game called jedi academy and there's a character named rosh in that one this one sounds a way better version of the jedi academy rosh because this one sounds smart and like like uh like like uh, not stoic but heroic or something. Well Rosh is
0: the guy with uh with the arm the the, the fucked up arm. Yeah,
1: yeah that's uh the one who was just talking with, with someone else. No 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 oh, I'm talking okay. about this guy okay. because yeah because he's like doing his duty and shit, you know? While Rosh in Jedi Academy the only noticeable thing he says is I'm a great Jedi and that's it. So after
0: um Rosh and Lieutenant General R was ар- speaking this is how the, the conversation ends.
2: Rush, looks like we'll be playing the part of the melted snow. Uh, sorry, you didn't hear General Hugo's speech. Oh, you mean when he delivered the Prophet Noah's proclamation? The cheers were deafening.
0: So it shows that. Oh, you mean when he delivered the proclamation? It yeah. shows that they're actually, or at least he is. Like he's he's not thinking about like the intricacies of you know of of the organization or this and that. You know he's. He's believing what's told to him. He's not (laughs) thinking
1: too hard. Yeah. But it's the right kind of people the military likes. But listen to what he's actually thinking about.
2: It was indeed a stirring speech. We'll be drowning in enlisted men once more. It'll be as if the snow from the mountaintop suddenly melted. I'll do my best to bring them back alive. That's my job. Well said.
1: Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. There was just kind of like an awkward pause there.
0: Cause yeah, cause he was like, uh, literally, uh, yeah, <laughs> in the I game, it says dot point. dot dot. Yeah,
1: he's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but he's what he's worried about.
0: Like, I'll be, I'll do my best to bring them back alive.
1: Yeah, he's more thinking of general terms, right? He's more thinking of like, he's His not people. looking at the subtext of stuff.
0: Yeah, he, he's a leader. Like, my job is to take care of of my team, and yeah. I have fresh new recruits that can very easily die and I've I've seen too many people die
1: just how the general wants it
0: just how the general wants
1: don't question it just do it
0: Uh, to start wrapping it up
1: in conclusion
0: yeah so as you can see this to me the writers were definitely influenced by ancient greek ideas yeah whether it was i mean you know like um i think these ideas are repeated in in many different um histories i would say yes but i feel like they gave very specific references to greek stuff like like the name stock stoic
1: yeah yeah. talking
0: about gods in the you know in the mountains yeah a couple of other things oh like um like the goat like people which you have in in greek mythology so i honestly think that this was the main influence there that's that's my argument i would yeah
1: i would reinforce that with also like actual historical elements you know for sure look at like um england during the time of like when they separated from the church and stuff like that how many wars were brought about upon that how it also disfigured the lands of europe right um it also plays in a little bit of like again that that theme of a balance that and this also was in my video a little bit that there's um there's something that that wants to strive for balance there's a natural order of the things and unfortunately human beings try to tend to like make that unnatural but it's not like also it's represented with that guy with the arm it's not always like used for war or bad purposes it could be used to heal it could be used to help people in their daily lives right but it's like at what cost do we keep sacrificing resources at what cost do we keep killing the planet for our own luxuries because then again when you have those luxuries that means something in the natural world is gonna die for you to live that life essentially
0: right if you have the river transporting water to this to this giant lake and you, divide, you divert water from that river to i don't know irrigate your crops, yeah make to a put dam streams or something. For, 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 for for the town yeah you're that's that's great for the people, but then that water's not going to the lake anymore yeah if you have less water it's 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 not gonna go to other streams so it's yeah it's there's definitely um a give and take
1: exactly yeah i also like the aspect of the time traveling mechanism in the sense of um as you said again whatever choice you make it's always going to have like a consequence to it again a little, touched a little bit about that on on my video just a little bit but um more so in this since you deal with time travel and you can actually see the outcomes of your time traveling right we won't get again uh we didn't get too much into the time travel aspect of itself because uh i'm i'm happy we kind of not talked about that a lot because anything dealing with time travel is always going to be like a big convoluted fucking mess either way you know yeah
0: i mean and i really explained all all, all there really was to it like it's kind of like It's used as as a puzzle mechanism. Yeah, it's more of a puzzle. And you're putting the story together by traveling around.
1: But you know, it could also give good ideas in the sense of you can mess with time, but I mean, you're trying to go for a positive aspect, but sometimes when you do something, something negative has to happen in some sense. Um, And I like that aspect of the game. It seems very interesting how they play around with that idea. Um, And I'm And I know we didn't hear a lot about the characters, but what you showed me, I feel like the characters in themselves are kind of fleshed out in the game.
0: I really enjoyed the characters. I think that's one of the best parts about the game was like the characters were pretty pretty believable in a sense. Yeah. But there was just like, yeah, they were well done and it just really drove the story.
1: I like the part where you told me where one guy is, I mean, this was near the end of the video, but uh, I think it's one of my favorite parts uh, that you pointed out is that one character is hears the speech and he... It like sees it for what it is, a form of control, while the other one sees it as a form of proclamation, which is some type of religious calling. He didn't question it. He didn't question it. And again, if you look at the backgrounds of each one is like a like a like a strategic person and the other one is like essentially a grunt, you know, so it's it shows different aspects. It shows the two sides of how people will think based on given on a simple speech. Right. Yep.
0: Yeah, three people can experience the same exact event, but have diff- different takeaways from it.
1: Yeah, drastically different takeaways. And again, uh, the game kind of hits a little bit of that East Asian influence, you know, with um, with essentially like the body's energy and the natural energy being entwined.
0: Yeah, there's a lot that I didn't get to. It there's a, there's another kingdom that's like kind of like not really a kingdom anymore. It's it's like kind of a no man's land in, in terms of law. There's there's a whole bunch of other stuff but it all comes together in it the all
1: com- yeah. yeah so um based on what you brought about i would say i would like to play the game so i might i might look for an emulator um when i get back i might give it a try i mean honestly is through your presentation i've made me think about oh maybe i should give this game a try it's i do a fun like game. i do like um i haven't seen the combat but for me, personally, as long as it has, like, decent characters, a decent narrative, and something that you could take from and kind of use it in your own real-life aspect, right? And
0: it's nice to look at. It's, it's it's a beautiful game. It's, like, colorful in a way, but at the same time still kind of dreary. Like, your hometown is, like, very greys and dark because, you know, like, war and everything. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I like that shit. I like when they represent things through like color scheme or music or stuff like that
0: and you've heard the music it's like it's kind of hopeful but at the same time very melancholy and like sad Yeah,
1: it's kind of like a mixture of like there's hope but also there's like a lingering dread around yeah
0: so there's tie it back together and it's even in the blurb for the game uh meaning this is like like the official line that they put out um where, uh, where basically your, your goal is to find the one truth, like the truth, to like, like the true path through history to, to, to save the world. Yeah. And it just ties it back to uh, stoicism. And you, you find truth, you find universal reason by living a life of uh, where you free yourself from emotions that control you and you're just trying to live with nature. And so I think that's definitely what they were trying to teach you. Can I give another <laughs>
1: final thought, real quick? Go for it. I also want to say that maybe, um, yes, I would. I, I totally agree with what you totally said. You know, your character is representative of stoicism. He has to separate that to come to the universal truth. But I also believe that maybe um, it's it's also a um, more of like in the sense of controlling your emotions and knowing how to feel when to feel. In the sense of your two main characters, you know, uh, Rain and uh, Marco, how they, as we spoke before in the video, how they're kind of like a sort of representation of your emotional state. Now, he will listen to their advice, I would imagine. But at the end of the day, he has to make the decision. So, again, uh, it kind of plays with that idea that um it, it, and as I said there's truths and it's like whose truths you know who like one gives a proclamation one sees a system of control and it, all the 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 question of like how do we get to a state of like normalcy and through the game it's like you either do it with some type of force with the general dude or with your main character who has all these aspects, he sees all these aspects, but since he himself is a representation of getting away those emotions and just seeing for what the world really is, has to make that decision to bring the balance back.
0: There's a lot of ways to definitely look at the game. Yeah. But um, I leave you, and please check out the music. The music is great. Just um, buy the soundtrack or just listen to it on YouTube and then buy it. Uh, I leave you with one of the best songs I think of the game. And what's the next episode for?
1: Not sure. Um uh, we could it. do another we could do another um story um analysis. Um but we'll we'll leave that up in the air for now.
0: This is the first one I actually did like a lot of research for. Like usually I just wing it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. With
0: like some research. This one I actually sat there and like thought about like a lot of different things
1: yeah it was like fuck well that's the thing with games (laughs) is like it's very deceiving you know that's the thing uh final thoughts that um a game can be a form of educational system in the sense of like control like learning about emotions through so character and x character or seeing how events portray when you act a certain way
0: yeah, for sure. Yeah, like like learning from like the the themes and the different characters, and also just in general. Like, I think I'm a better reader because I grew up playing
1: RPGs. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's a hundred percent thing. <laughs> for sure. Like, I grew up the same way. I didn't. I had a hard time reading when I was young, and um, I, I just had a hard time reading. I, I can't remember the exact, but yeah, it was for a while, and then I started playing RPG games, and nice. then. I had to learn to read like I literally it wasn't school that forced me to read. It was the fact that I was more interested in the story that I was like, I need to know what these words mean.
0: <laughs> and I definitely came into this research not thinking about stoicism. I just kind of happened upon that because I, I was doing research for the game and, and, and what I wanted to talk about. And then I, I remembered that connection I made with with stock Stoke and stoic stock stoke and then i'm like let me just look up stoicism because i don't know too much about it and i started seeing all these parallels with the game i'm like
1: there you go this
0: has to be it
1: that's the best thing about gaming man is when you first experience it and then read about it and see other stuff about it and then it kind of opens your mind up to the game
0: and with that i bid you adieu
1: bye-bye